All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. And it's time once again for Invest Wisely with Walt Secura. He is a 30-year veteran of the stock wars. He's a managing partner now of Akron Wealth Advisors here in Fairlawn. We'll talk this half hour about stocks and investing and how they invest their own clients' money in individual stock portfolios that the clients own. And if you have any questions about the stock market or about what he does or what he could do for you, our lines are always open at 330-673-1234 here in Akron and outside of Akron and on WNIR.com. 800-669-4100. Well, of course, the big stock market sell-off, the coronavirus panic uh, continued last week with some wild swings on the market. And uh, I don't know if we ended up, uh, quite frankly, ahead or behind the game because it was so so volatile. Yeah, Bob, it, this is what a market panic feels like. And um, unfortunately, I've felt these a few times in my career. So, uh, you, you definitely see it now. Um, you know, the coronavirus was obviously declared a pandemic by the uh, World Health Organization. Um, you know, you, you just look at all the things that have happened. I mean, Saudi Arabia announced a huge um, output increase that sent oil prices plunging. Um, you have celebrities now, like, who con contracted the coronavirus. Um, uh, there's, um, you know, no sports going on. I mean, you know, we, we've shut down. Uh, you know, a lot of things. And, and, and again, every day, it seems like I was just looking at the news this morning and the amount of, amount of closures is just, just unprecedented. Um, it's something we really haven't seen before. Um, so, you know, last week, the Dow Jones Industrial Average fell uh, 2,679 points or 10.4%. Uh, the S&P dropped 8.8% to 2,711.02. And the NASDAQ composite also dropped 8.2% to 7,874. Um, it was one of the worst weeks uh, we've seen in, in just a long, long time. And, um, you know, then we had a, an epic comeback on Friday uh, where the market bounced back 1,985 points, you know, based on the fact that, uh, you know, I think things were maybe a little bit oversold. People are looking for some good news. And I think, uh, you know, President Trump did a pretty good job trying to install some confidence at the end of the week with some, you know, really big business leaders uh, talking about how now even the private sector is is really stepping forward uh, to try to make things better uh, and deal with this uh, this uh, pandemic. Uh, if you look at Treasury rates, uh, the one-year Treasury rate is 0.38 percent. The five years at 0.7 percent. The 10-year at 0.94, and the 30-year at 1.56. So again, a pretty low-rate environment. And probably the expectation that the Federal Reserve will do all they can to, you know, continue to ease and, and maybe even drop rates further. 
It uh, seems like there's a lot of uh, need for stimulus, both from the monetary and fiscal uh, you know, policies that we have out there. And, you know, we're going to see a lot of our government try to step up and do what they can to help. Now, in a, in a panic market like this, what are some of the typical emotions that investors go through as they watch the market uh, fall? Yeah, Bob, you know, it's it's interesting, you know, and again, having done this for so long, you know, you, you go through these emotions. And if I just took you through them, you know, you have a period of optimism and excitement, you know, thrill, euphoria. Um, and I think you've seen a lot of those over the past, you know, four or five years. You know, a lot of people have come into stocks because of the excitement, because of the returns, um, you know, some of the tech stocks that really have enamored people, you know, and and then you get to a point where you have things happen and it creates a little bit of anxiety. You know, the playbook for the last couple of years is any pullback has been an opportunity to buy. And I think that was the initial feeling too, you know, when this, when this started, you know, a lot of people thought, well, this is overblown and we'll just buy, we'll buy the, you know, the dips. And then, you know, you, you start to see that something like this has, a, you know, a bigger impact. I mean, it's definitely, you know, when you start shutting down uh, businesses and, and travel and you see consumers really now starting to pull back and staying home and not spending. We said all along, Bob, you know, when when consumers stop spending, that's going to be the, the real sign that, you know, this economy is going to fracture. And, and then you go through, you know, denial and fear. And I think you're in fear right now. Um, but it can get worse. Um, you know, I think if you look at the emotional swings, uh, you know, you still could go to, to desperation and panic, uh, capitulation, despondency, depression. I mean, we've seen moments uh, in, in these markets where those feelings definitely were there as well. So I think you have a lot of fear and panic right now, but there are some steps that you could go further before, you know, you start to find some hope, relief and optimism again, and, and you kind of go up the other side of the curve. So um, this is typical, you know, uh, investor behavior. Uh, it's emotional. And again, it's never as bad as you think it is, but sometimes it's, you know, a little worse than what you think it is right when it starts. Now, what about, uh, again, at uh, Akron Wealth Advisors, what are you doing for your clients at this time, uh, both about the market and both about dealing with the, uh, with the uh, uh, COVID-19 virus? Yeah, I think you have to have just really straightforward conversations. I think they have to be rooted in, in reality and data. Um, you know, we communicate. We're, we're really reaching out. Um, Bob, you know, as I said, you know, Dan Strebler and myself truly believe that if your phones are ringing, that's a really bad sign. So we don't have many phones ringing. We're calling. And, you know, we're, we're calling back people even that we talked to, you know, a week or two ago for a second time, for a third time, because... It's just what you do. You, you let people know that, you know, what you're thinking and why you're thinking what you're thinking, what actions you're doing. Um, you try to help them deal with emotions because emotions do run pretty high here. Uh, you know, people just got statements uh, at the beginning here of the month and they look lower and they're going to get another one next month. that's going to be lower as well. I mean, there's just no way around that. And that's not easy. Um, you know, it's just pricing. Uh, you know, again, I would tell people that that's just a moment in time that, you know, it's just the way the market reprices things sometimes. It doesn't mean you lost any money. You you only lose when you sell. But still, that's hard to hear, you know. I mean, it you know, because these do price and they show up on our statements, it surely feels like a loss when you open that statement up. Um, so we realize that. And then, you know, we tell them what we're doing. You know, we're trying to optimize portfolios here. We've made some changes. We're not afraid to make more. Uh, we let them know, you know, we're not going to sit on our hands and, and, and not do things. I mean, if there are opportunities for us, we'll take advantage of them. 
if we think things are getting worse, we're not afraid to sell uh, some more and raise some more cash if that's a nece- necessary to do. So I think really right now it's it's having a playbook that works. It's not being afraid to make decisions, and it's being very blunt and forward with our clients and, and telling them what's happening. Once again, Walt Secure is with us, the managing partner of Akron Wealth Advisors, talking about the market, taking your questions at 330-673-1234 and 800-669-4100, toll free, and on WNR.com. Time to open up our Stock Talk segment on the show. Once again, a very good time for you to call and ask Walt directly about some of the stocks that you're looking at. Maybe it's a stock that you own that you watched to do strange things over the last uh, week or so. Uh, maybe you'd like to talk to him about stocks that could be a good buy right now, 330 330- 673-1234. We'll be talking to Walt, of course, about stocks that they're buying in their portfolios. But I just wanted to mention something I noticed last week. Again, just to, just about the the, the, the varieties of the market. Uh, on, on Wednesday, when the market was tanking, on the NASDAQ, what were the top gainers? Most of them were some sort of a, uh, uh, a you know, like a, like a biotech firm. In fact, the one that stood out for me was Cleveland Biotech was up 26%. On, uh, on Wednesday, when everybody else was, was losing. That very same stock on Friday, when the market was going back up, dropped, dropped 17%. Right. Uh, and this, again, I found this fascinating because you would think that, it, that those kinds of stocks would be really hot right now with uh, people looking for, you know, curious with the virus and various medical treatments. Yet the stock, you know, went up when everything was going down, when things were going back up again. The stock went 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 down. I mean, that's this kind of thing. Is I don't know if you know that firm at well at all. If you've invested in it, but I just find that fascinating that they could be so contrarian to the uh, to the market. Sure, Rob. and and we see that you know with a lot of healthcare stocks right now, especially biotech or companies that focus on you know um, infectious disease. Uh, you know, a lot of people are hoping um, you know for a vaccine or for some kind of treatment you know to deal with this coronavirus. So. Um, you know, we, we've gotten a lot of phone calls. We have a lot of doctors in our client base uh, and, and, you know, uh, children of doctors. And, you know, we got a few phone calls this week about, hey, you know, can you look at this company? We think they're working on something. Can you look at this company? We think they're working on, you know, something regarding this coronavirus. And you see a lot of those stocks do spike um, because people are always looking for that, you know, silver bullet. You know, the the fact that, you know, somebody can come to the day and save the day and, you know, you, that would be a big win uh, for, for one of those companies. But I think as fast as that news comes out, it can change, um, you know, when analysts start vetting it or when the company speaks a little bit or talks about, you know, what stage they're in and, and where they're at. That initial excitement um, can can go away really quick. So you have to be careful because, um, you, you know, the companies that uh, a lot of companies are out there working on this right now. You know, the healthcare company jumps to, to things like this, especially the ones that have big and R&D budgets. Uh, but at the same time, you know, some of those are false promises. Some of them, uh, you get a little bit too far ahead uh, too quickly. So you just have to be careful. Now, of course, one of the other industries that we know is uh, is in bad shape, the cruise lines, the cruise industry. In fact, it's actually right now uh, non-existent. They've stopped operations. And you uh, have some investments in the Royal Caribbean. And uh, you mentioned one time that you actually had recently purchased Norwegian cruise lines. Now that these stocks and these companies seem to be really struggling. Are you considering selling those stocks or are you going to hold on? Um, yeah, Bob, you know, we've been a longtime holder of Royal Caribbean. You know, we started buying that a few years back in the $76 share range and we wrote it up to 135 this year. Uh, you know, it, we really like the business long term. We don't like the business right now. Uh, there's a lot of news that's coming out that make us stop and, and reevaluate the fundamentals of a business. 
and we're not afraid to you know say we might have made a mistake or we're not afraid to say you know maybe it is good to raise some cash and, and move to the sidelines we can always come back to these ideas at a different point um, so we did uh, sell Royal Caribbean uh, on March 6th uh, we got out at $63 a share again it's a little bit less than when we started buying it we gave back a lot of gains uh, but the stock continued to drop to $32 a share um, you know, so in the short term, it looks like, you know, that was a decent decision. Again, not that we'd be afraid to buy it back, but I think right now the disruption is there <clears throat> and we just have to be careful. You know, it's um, consumer behavior may change out of this. Um, it may take years uh, for the cruise line industry to uh, to come back to full capacity and, you know, to get the confidence of consumers back. So we, we're going to take a wait and see on that. Again, it's it's a stock that I like and the brand I like, but um, there's definitely been a major change. So sometimes as an investor, as a professional, you just have to say, you know, sometimes you make mistakes. Uh, we, we buy these stocks in a portfolio. The reason we buy them in a portfolio is no, we know every once in a while one will give us some trouble and get away from us, and we have to move away from it. Um, it doesn't scare me to admit that. And, you know, we reposition that money to a different place that we have more confidence. And again, we're talking to Walt Secura, Stock Talk. We invite your calls and questions about what's happening on the market and individual stocks at 330-673-1234. Now, so at this point, you said you sold Royal Caribbean, but what stocks are you buying now, if any? Yeah, so Bob, we you know we mentioned a few and, and a couple that we still like. Um, you know, we we think Amazon is going to come out of this as a big winner. Um, for the same reasons, you know, we think consumer behavior has already validated itself for me. I told you the last quarter, you know, when I looked at Amazon, I saw a, just an incredible quarter that I just couldn't stop looking at. You know, they got to $87.4 billion in revenue, a 21% uh, increase. You look at the couple quarters before that, they had a 24% increase, a 20% increase, a 17% increase. Uh, this is a company that's about 60% the size of Walmart as far as you know gross sales. I think the appetite for online purchasing continues to increase with consumers. People like the convenience. Uh, even myself, who I never thought I'd use it. I mean, I find myself having my dog food delivered and you know, things I don't want to really lug out of the store now that I've gotten a little bit older. And, and I think this is just a behavior now that people are kind of, you know, social distancing and staying at home. And, you know, there'll probably be a lot more online ordering going on, which just gives people confidence. Uh, so we like Amazon. We just think that uh, it, it already proved it has a successful business model. They build out a great logistics system and delivery system. And I think they continue to uh, flourish. Uh, and this, this behavior change that we might see over the next couple of years could really, you know, speed up their growth as well. Uh, we also, I mentioned Facebook, you know, we think it's, uh, uh, Facebook is a very powerful company. You know, I think there's a lot of advertising now that's done on Facebook, um, you know, through social media marketing. Uh, you know, the the political advertising is definitely going to hit their earnings this year. You know, there's a lot of spend going on right now for, for political advertising. But I just think it's, it's such a... Uh, you know, it's part of our fabric of our society now, whether you like it or you don't like it. You know, I think most people are on it. And uh, it's a great way for businesses to reach, uh, you know, consumers. And we also think, again, from behavior, uh, the fact that people might have a little bit extra time on their hands, they're not going out as much. You know, they probably spend a little bit more time on their phones. 
Now, as we said, the market's very volatile right now. Uh, wouldn't it be better to let the market come to some sort of a, a level before you would uh, commit to new stock positions? I think, yeah, Bob, I mean, it makes some sense. And again, we raised some cash. I told you before this thing even got started a couple weeks ago, you know, we had raised some cash with some stocks that we had lost confidence in. We were sitting at about uh, 15 to 20% in cash in our pure equity account. So we, you know, we raised some cash with the idea that we wanted to have the ability to take advantage of some movements down. I'm not, you know, really pushing money back in. I, I don't mind having that cash right now. So I don't feel like I'm going to miss anything. I, at the same time, you know, we had some other C stocks, you know, stocks that we, when we graded them, they just seemed like they were more average stocks to us looking forward based on the changes that we saw. So we've basically taken, you know, some small positions uh, in Facebook and Amazon. And I think I mentioned Transdime as well. Um, you know, the, the Cleveland company, which is kind of the advanced auto parts of the airline industry. And that one, I'm scratching my head a little bit about wondering if I was a little bit early there as well. Um, but, you know, we're trying to be selective and, and make some changes uh, as, as the opportunities present. You know, that's what you have to do. You have to have courage. You, you have to step forward as an investor and, and do something. And that's why these individual stocks help us, Bob. You know, we're not investing in the stock market. You know, again, I say it over and over, and I know I say it almost every week, that it's not a stock market. It is a market of stocks. So for us, it's easy because we're looking at companies, we're looking at business models, we're assessing consumer behavior, uh, business behavior, government behavior. And, and we're basically, you know, looking at trends and trying to, you know, buy ideas that we believe will be in good investments over the next few years. So is this the end of the uh, bull market? Is the bull back in the corral? Is the bear <laughs> out of the cave? Yeah, the official definition, you know, I, once we had that 20% drop, that officially ended, you know, the, the bull market uh, that we... Uh, we had run for so long. I mean, we had 132 months of, of increase since March of 2009. And uh, now, you know, we officially have entered uh, bear market territory. So we'll see how long, you know, the duration of that is. Uh, looking back in history, Bob, you know, they've been as short as three months. If you go back to 1987, we had a three-month bear market. Um, you know, they've been as long as 61 months if you go back to the 1937s. But the average duration of a bear market is about 22 months um, and about a 42% downturn. Uh, you know, the average duration of a bull market is about 54 months with 155% upturn. So, you know, hopefully we don't, we don't go 22 months. Hopefully we don't see 42% down. Um, but at the same time, you know, there's, there's probability for some more down here. And there's probability that this will take some time. Uh, so, you know, investors have to be logical and realistic as they move forward. 330-673-1234 to talk to Walt Secura, who is the managing partner of Akron Wealth Advisors here in Fairlawn. Good morning. You're on WNIR. Morning. Uh, my stock is uh, Energy Transfer, symbol ET, has a PE of 5 and paying 18%. Is, is that something that you... Uh, follow or have ever followed energy transfer yeah i have followed energy transfer i've followed a lot of these um you know again this is a midstream natural gas uh you know transporter um we we actually have looked at a lot of these over the past few years in the search for yield i think what attracts most people to these types of investments is is the higher yields you know the fact that they pay good dividends um and, and higher dividends than the market um, all of these have come under extreme pressure. I, I think a lot of it has to do with the financing pressure. 
Um, I haven't looked at this one in a while. I think what you got to do as an investor, and it's the first thing I did with all my small mid cap stocks, is you know run some screens to check their financial stability. You know, look at the um, you know how much debt they have. Um, there's like the Altman Z ratio, which allows you to look at the you know the bankruptcy potential of a company like this. So that that's the the methodology that I'd be using right now is check the financials, make sure you have financial power. Um, obviously, the prices have dropped dramatically in these, um, so it's not a matter of uh, you know whether it's a low price or high price or mid price. It's a low price, obviously, but I would check the financial you know stability and structure of these companies. Oh, thank you. Sure. Thank, thank you for calling. 330-673-1234, Walt Secura, managing a partner of Akron Wealth Advisors. Well, as you look at this market and we deal with your clients, now you've got clients, I'm sure, that have been with you for more than 20 years, have been in the business for 30 years. You know, they've seen 2001, 2008, maybe even remember 1987. Uh, yet you also already have clients that just uh, came on board uh, during this uh, bull market. Is there a difference between the, what you tell the old grizzled veteran to what uh, you're telling the uh, the newbie? Yeah, for sure, Bob. I mean, people that have been through it, um, you know, not that they like it, but they they get it. And, you know, it's a lot easier to talk to somebody that's experienced a couple of those downturns. Um, you know, the newbie, you know, somebody that's just started, um, those conversations are a little bit more difficult. And, uh, you know, I had an individual on Friday that, you know, called in early and he was ready to sell. Um, you know, I tried to tap the brakes a little bit and just talk. And, you know, again, not that I'm ever trying to talk somebody out of something that they really want to do. Um, but we had a couple conversations during the day. And, and by the end of the day, he decided he, he didn't want to sell. Um, you know, he ended up having a significant recovery at the end of the day. And again, that, it's, not, it's not a day thing. You know, I think what you tell people when they're ready to depart is, I get it. You know, I totally get it. But if you're going to do it, I don't know when you're going to come back. Because really, if you think about it, Bob, you know, if, if the market continues to go down, you just validated yourself that you made the best decision in the world. You know, I got out before I, I'm, you know, look at how much farther it went down. And then I don't know whenever you warm yourself up to come back because you're just scared. You know, if you if you let that fear kind of take you out, I don't I don't know how you get the courage to come back. It sounds good in theory. I, it just doesn't work. And, you know, I've had investors that departed, you know, 15 years ago and they're still sitting in fixed income bonds. You know, they just never they never came back. And so I, I really think if you're if it makes sense for you, if it's part of your plan and I think having exposure to the stock market um, should be most part of everybody's plan. Uh, you can't get yourself totally scared out. Um, I don't have a problem with lightening up. I don't have a problem with changing allocations a little bit, getting rid of things that you know you have less confidence in, but to totally leave the market, I think, is the wrong decision in almost every case. Now, well, most advisors are, are echoing the advice of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. They're saying, don't panic. Don't panic. Hang in there. It'll all come back. And is that the same grace that you're giving? Do you agree with that? No, it's okay to panic. It's just you have to be able to control the panic. I mean, I, I think, you, you know, that's just too easy to tell people, like, you know, don't have emotion. You know, it's like um, maybe it's because I was surrounded by so many women in my life, Bob. You know, I, I had uh, four daughters and, you know, significant other mother, sisters. I, I guess I know it's not good to tell people not to panic. It's, it's great to feel your emotions. You know, you should feel them and you should express them and yeah I want to hear them you know I mean I want to hear where you're at so that I can give you what you need to, to make an informed decision 
um, that's the key to this, you know, is that uh, just telling people, hey, forget about it. Don't worry about it. Just go away. It seems like you're just pushing people off. You know, I've had a lot of really in-depth discussions this week. You know, we talked about strategy and tactics and what we own and why we own it and what we're doing. That's not just a get out of here, forget about it. Everything's going to be okay type of conversation. And as you said, just to say once again, how bad do you think it will get? How, as they say, how low can it go? Yeah, it can go lower, Bob. You know, and again, I, I don't want to see it go lower. There's nothing I would love to see than this thing firm up. And, and like I talked about in 1987, you know, one of those short term, you know, bear markets, you know, where it would only be a few months. But it could go lower. And I mean, I think we're setting up for some lower, you know, if you really look at it. I mean, we, we really have a recession, I think, almost staring us in the face. I mean, I think, again, when consumers unplug and, you know, I talked to a lot of people over the past few days. It seems like everybody's pretty satisfied with sitting at home and not doing a whole lot and canceling trips and canceling business meetings. And I mean, you know, just look at the headlines, you know. France closes all their restaurants and cafes. Spain imposes national lockdown. Nike closed their stores. Apple closed their stores. You know, hospitals are going to the fact if only, you know, elective surgery should be canceled. The airline industry, you know, is, is fragmented and fractured. I mean, it, it just seems like the data every day is building and building and building, which says we're really contracting. And if we contract, you know, a recession is probably real. And you just hope that the recession isn't something that lasts a long time. You hope that, again, the government can respond the right way and bring back confidence and that businesses can do the right things and keep you know consumers somewhat confident. And people at the end of this can come back and continue to live their lives, get back to what they do, and, and we see the world to kind of go back to some kind of normalcy. I mean, that's what we hope for. Uh, but it may take a little bit longer than we think for that to happen. You know, there was a, another talking head that said, "Oh, you know, as soon as the the virus uh, season is over, he expected the economy to bounce back. Uh, you know, once the worries about coronavirus were gone, but that doesn't it kind of ignores the fact that there may have been some fundamental changes here." In uh, again, in evaluation, the like that we're just waiting for a catalyst. Yeah, for sure, Bob. And, and you know, behaviors change. You know, I mean, just like I mean, I I said the other day, I said, you know, you wonder how many businesses at the end of this are going to say, you know, if they go three months or six months without letting people fly all around the place and travel, and you know, I, you wonder how many businesses will say this. You know what? Maybe we don't re- really need all that travel. You know, I mean, we started using these online meetings mm-hmm. and. You know, that seemed to work. And I mean, business is still moving forward, you know, so and how many consumers said, you know, hey, I canceled a lot of stuff and stayed home. And actually, I'm kind of enjoying it. And I found some new, you know, some new passions in my life that I forgot about, you know, so sometimes when people's behaviors get disrupted, and they replace things with other things, it just takes a while for them to come back if they ever come back. So it'll be really interesting to see. And then Bob, on the other side, you know, like I said, where people get more confident ordering things like online or, you know, doing other behaviors, maybe there is some, you know, additional growth uh, that, that comes from those activities. And uh, of course, it's good to mention that we at the Akron Wealth Advisors offer other services too, and it's, especially now that it is tax time, believe it or not. Taxes are going to be coming up. People are doing taxes. They offer financial planning, uh, estate plan reviews, tax return reviews, uh, 
Roth conversion analyses, Social Security analyses. All these are going to continue and should continue even though we're having this particular crisis now. Absolutely. I think your plan is more important than ever. Um, you know, a lot of people's, the, the bucket of money that they have now has changed. So I think, you know, taking a look at those plans and seeing how that impacts you over the next, you know, one, two, three years. Uh, we did that with most of our clients already. You know, we made sure they had enough money uh, to, to really get through a couple years if something like this ever happens. So most of our clients are walking away feeling pretty confident. But if you're one of those people out there that feels like you're not confident and you're questioning your plan, now's a good time to review it. And, and we do a lot of that, Bob. You know, we sit down and and, and look at everything. Uh, we're just not a you know an investment firm. We we do a lot of investments, and I think we have a unique approach uh, with the fact of the way we build individual portfolios. But anything dealing with your money, um, your your planning, your retirement, uh, elder care, you know, we we can help you with a lot of issues out there, and, and we're here to help. And uh, and again, I'm sure with the uh, with the virus concerns, you do a lot of this now by telephone, by internet. Uh, you don't have to necessarily have people come in face to face at this point. No, absolutely not. I mean, we can do a lot, you know, without meeting face to face. So I mean, it, just because you know you're afraid maybe to come into the office, that that shouldn't stop a phone call and a conversation and the ability for us to start, uh, you know, start figuring out if we can help you. We're we're here to help. So what are you prepared for in the coming week? Well, the next week, Bob, we're going to continue to monitor this whole situation. Um, there is some data uh, this week that we'll look at, like retail sales, housing starts. Um, you know, we'll uh, we'll get the Federal Reserve rate decision coming out on Wednesday, which you know, again, we look for maybe for some continued easing um, in existing home sales. And then there's still a handful of companies that are going to report. Lots to pay attention to. So again, Walt Secura, Akron Wealth Advisors, investing their clients' money in portfolios, custom designed of individual stocks. Are certainly a challenging time, but with all these challenging times, are also opportunities. So if you're considering, again, revising your investment plan or creating one now that you think you really could should use one, give them a call locally at 234-466-7476, 234-466-7476, or toll free, 844 844- Three eight eight four nine five three. Remind them that you heard her, uh, heard him on WNIR. Kent Akron, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Walt has good luck. Thanks, Bob. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed: Amazon.com symbol AMZN, Energy Transfer LP symbol ET, Facebook Inc symbol FB. Norwegian Cruise Line Holdings Limited, symbol NCLH. Royal Caribbean Cruise Lines Limited, symbol RCL. And Transdime Group Incorporated, symbol TDG. Please note that Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated makes a market in all of the securities discussed during today's broadcast.